Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Boys and girls, welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Your host, Jamie Rodriguez. How is everybody doing today? It's freezing in Music City. I have to tell you guys, for all, like I, I miss Florida right now weather-wise. I cannot even deny it. I hope everyone is staying safe, though. Everyone is staying uh, healthy. And everyone is surrounded by love and gratitude. And speaking of gratitude, guys, let's give it up for Canada this week because they've blessed our show with two incredible rock and roll talents. First, we had J.J. Wild on the last episode. And today, we have the Dirty Neil. Canadian alternative rock band from Hamilton, Ontario. Incredible band. They won the Juno Award for Breakthrough Group of the Year in 2017 at the Juno Awards. And today, we sit down for an in-depth chat with singer and guitarist Luke Bentham. What a great guy. Lots of laughs. We chat about everything from the genesis of the band, including the first practice, to some of the great gigs that they've performed, like including opening up for The Who, uh, at a major festival in Canada, so in Luke's birthday, nonetheless. So we talked about that. We talked about um, some of how the band started. We talked about the new record, amazing new record, guys, that the band just created called Fuck Art. Incredible album art, incredible songs. Uh, they released it on Dine Alone Records, the label. It was released on January, January uh, just over a month ago. But we talk about some of the songs in here, and yes. Yes, we do play Flip the Tune for all of you guys that have been emailing our inbox and our DM saying how much you love the show, where we play our guests 10 second clips of their songs in reverse to see if they identify them. And we do play the game with Luke and he, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you know how he does. I'll, 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 I, won't, I won't spoil it for you guys, but just an outstanding, an outstanding uh, band, The Dirty Neil. The other band members are, of course, bassist Ross Miller and drummer Kyle Fisher. We encourage you guys to uh, check them out. And without further ado, guys, this is Luke Benham of The Journey Neal on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Oh, my God. Look at you. Luke Benham. Yeah. How are you doing? Look at that professional setup you got going there. Oh, thank you. It's my first time trying it. Uh, it's uh, We're hunkering in for the long long haul on these zoom things so might as well try and up the production quality eh part two part two right of the lockdown luke yeah exactly uh the sequel the sequel yeah hopefully better than the uh than the original yeah oh my god well luke benham look at you let me um just introduce you to my audience obviously of the dirty nail yeah here with us uh happy to have you your band just released a great new album luke uh, the album is called fuck art uh and critics are already loving it in fact, if you are checking out this interview on the video version behind Luke, you're going to see that wonderful artwork. Indeed. And there that is, yep. there we go. That's the inspired uh, artwork for the album. You know, Alt Press, Spin Magazine, everyone is all over it. Uh, Loudwire included in, in their uh, best rock songs of 2020, uh, their first single, Doom Boy. So happy to have you on the show. Well, thank you so much. It's, it's great to be here and uh, thanks for the interest. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Look, I, well, first of all, let's start with the uh, with the important stuff. Uh, how is that Game of Thrones uh, bench marathon coming along? It uh, it, it concluded a couple days into, uh, I guess maybe the January second or so of this year, and uh, you know, I I, <laughs> I I know there was a lot of hullabaloo a couple of years ago when it all wrapped up, and everybody said it was crap, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as I was expecting the ending to be. Everyone, the way that people were signing petitions uh online and stuff uh i was a little bit disappointed by my lack of disappointment if you know what gotcha. I mean. yeah. gotcha i really enjoyed it overall it's great you know luke i think it was a more innocent time uh yeah. you know 2018 2019 yeah. whenever that was yeah i think that uh i think that people would take that uh I, it seems like reality is stranger than fiction nowadays in some ways i agree i think, I think there, <laughs> there's new things there's uh there's a different scale on which to complain or things to complain about now versus 2019. Absolutely. Look, well, listen, I mean, you mentioned um, that you guys were coming into lockdown before we get into the nice stuff about the music. How are you guys dealing with your inner circle? Um, are you, are you on your band? You know, are you guys very tight? How are you on the spectrum of like, you know, we're not seeing anybody. If one of your bandmates goes out to see strangers, like he needs to quarantine, like where do you fall on that spectrum? Well, you know, we're trying to be as diligent and responsible of, as citizens as we possibly can. Um, you know, we're right now, as things are really kind of intensely locked down around here and looking to be, you know, they're re talking about ratcheting it up even further. We're just basically going for walks with each other. And we, we talk every day on, you know, over text and call. We have weekly band meetings and we send each other a lot of memes uh, and uh, I mean, we're, we're just super active right now planning, yeah. um, you know, supportive materials for our record, but, and we're working nice. on, uh, you know, new music and stuff. So, I mean, we're, 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 we're keeping a good spirit about the whole thing, but we're, we're, we take the whole thing, you know, pretty seriously. We're trying to, we're trying to good. do our bit to, uh, to help get this uh, thing under control. So yeah. we're not, uh, we're not, we're not really testing the, uh, you know, the boundaries. Absolutely. Luke, and how relationship with your bandmates right now? Cause you guys live together for like four plus years, recently moved apart, like still a kilometer, only like a kilometer away, but you know, uh, so, so are you, are you guys missing each other? Like what's, what's the vibe right now? I think we all really miss each other. Uh, we're, we all have our own places now, which is, which is awesome, obviously. But mm -hmm. um, we got, I think we all kind of grew accustomed to, um, the kind of clubhouse vibe that we had going on and i'm not sure if you're aware but it was us and the singer of a band called the glorious sons for a long mm -hmm. period of time especially <laughs> mo most of all of 2020 so we uh we had a really great time we would you know cook together and yeah you know uh work on songs and Amazing. you know drink beers and go play basketball and stuff so it was we had a great time but um, yeah I, I would say that I miss my bandmates and, uh, uh, but, uh, we're doing, we're doing, you know, all, we're using all the available technologies and memes to stay in contact as much as possible. And as I said, we are going for outdoor walks with each other. We'll go That's for, good. walk to each other's place and, you know, it's very civilized. Yes, exactly. But, um, we're all very, very close and uh, care deeply for each other. So. That's awesome. That's awesome, Luke. And, you know, now I, I want to get to the new album in a second. 11, 11 songs, 35 minutes of straight up rock and roll that we all need. It's freaking great. But uh, I just want to get to the genesis of your band for a second, because you started the band with Kyle, uh, Kyle Fisher, the drummer, in high school. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 
a lot of the times these bands that have stayed together for this long, you know, there's stories of, you know, you two had their first practice in Larry Mullen's kitchen. Uh, the Rolling Stones, uh, you know, they were in this bar in, in East London for their first practice. What was the first practice that you guys had? Do you have, what memories do you have of the first time that you guys practiced as the Dirty Neil? That's a good question. I've never actually re received that question before. So uh, I, it's my joy to answer it. Uh, well, what, what I can say is that kind of in the year or two prior to us really buckling, like, you know, having a, a distinct, we're starting a band, it's going to be called this, and we're going to write our own music. Kyle and I had kind of been trying to put together a band of people that would basically get together and play songs off the Blue Album by Weezer and, you know, nice. uh, dookie stuff from Green Day and Nirvana. We, You know, we were just, there was a real renaissance of 90s rock and roll <laughs> happening in the yeah. early 2000s, mid 2000s. Sure. And that's when we were teenagers. Um, we're all born in 1990. So it was, you know, you had School of Rock and all those things happening. Lots of classic rock stuff happening. Um, but anyways, none of these guys, like nobody was really, everybody said they wanted to jam and then you'd get there and people would want to play two songs and then go watch TV. They didn't actually, they liked the idea of playing, but they didn't want to actually play when you're all there. So Kyle and I were the only two people that were really serious about this. And we we're also uh, so bad at our instruments that no one else would like none of the other kind of respectable bands would allow us to come anywhere near them. Um, yeah, it, we, we Kyle, you know, was fairly, you know, he was just starting out at the drums. He wasn't very good. And I was an even worse singer uh, slash guitar player. So we uh, I, we had that's a, what makes you guys uh, great. You know, that's the, you guys are a true rock and roll band. That's you guys have that in common. Well, you know, thank you. you. Yes. You know, the spirit comes before the talent. It's true. Then, it's, it's yeah, it's all about enthusiasm. <laughs> it's all about enthusiasm. So, oh, man, uh, our first band practice. I remember I was I had just turned 16. Kyle's about six months older than me. So, uh, yeah, he, uh, but we I was working at a, a summer camp job. I was camp counselor. Um, and I remember I, I saved up all the money from that job and started buying some more louder and larger guitar equipment and uh, bought myself a big muff nice. buzz pedal. And we we're like, we're going to start this band. And I remember w walking around my parents' subdivision with Kyle, like kind of dreaming and fantasizing together about, you know, people might not like our band, but we're going to do it because this is exactly what we need to do. And, you know, fuck all these people that just want to play covers and nobody wants to play music <laughs> anymore. And we're going to do this. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So, so our first jam was in my parents' basement and uh, it was me trying out this big muff pedal. And, uh, and uh, I had a couple, I had just, uh, my parents had gotten a, a Mac uh, desktop computer for Christmas the year before, and I'd started messing around nice. with GarageBand. Um, oh, so nice! I, Golden I had some era. Ideas. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so I had some ideas, and I was showing them to Kyle, and Kyle's like, "Yeah, these are cool." And then we basically just jammed um, until my parents, after about two hours, came down and hit the circuit breaker, and was like, "That's enough <laughs> of that. That was that was. I love you, but that's enough uh, for well. today." Oh, that's a great story. Well, you're having the last laugh, so there's no, there's, there's no turning off the secret breakers on the dirty needle now. I'll put it to you that way. Nope. Ah, oh, man, that's a great story. Good stuff. Good stuff, Luke. Thanks for sharing that. Now, oh, my pleasure. you guys have so many milestones, you know, I could talk about the Juno Award, you know, but that's been 
to death. Obviously, that was a huge game changer for your band. But I want to talk about July 13th, 2007. First of all, July 13th is your birthday. So classic day. Um, but that day, 2017, I, I, I meant to say. But that day also, you guys opened up for The Who. Yes, we right? did. Yes, we did. Like, so, okay. So first of all, what a birthday gift. Holy shit. And second of all, like, that's awesome, you know, in, in such a big music festival in Canada. Tell us, like, about that day. Were you nervous? What was the vibe? What was the crowd like? What do you remember from that particular birthday of yours, Luke? Well, I remember when we first got the news about the whole thing, we were over in the UK. And I, I it was, I, it was, uh, I was, I remember having a, you know, I was having a particularly down day uh which happen happens on huh. the road from time to time but uh sure. we were getting this call and i knew we were supposed to play at this festival but um we were supposed to play on the same day as metallica which was the 14th and we were playing on a smaller stage but our manager called us and he said listen i got some good news and i got some bad news the bad news is that you're not playing on the same day as metallica anymore i'm like what and he's just like but the good news is you're playing on the main stage and you're opening for the who and i was like Okay, that's that is some pretty goddamn that's a good, good trade off. Yes, that's a exactly. good trade off. Yeah, I make that trade off ten times out of ten. But um, unbelievable, man. So we, I mean, we were just uh, we were just over the moon about the whole thing. One of the reasons why Kyle and I started playing music and really made a band was because of the Who. We would just come home um, on lunchtime from school, uh, from high school, and watch. Uh, we we're the first YouTube generation and we were absorbing rock and roll that way. So watching uh, the rock and roll circus, the Rolling Stones rock and roll circus. Yeah. The, oh my God. Yeah. The who just blew everybody out of the water. <laughs> um, just, just the who just buried like the Rolling Stones and all, and all these other bands, right. just nothing compared to how good the who were was mischievous and like, and having fun clearly and breaking things and just tighter and louder and better and funner than everybody. And that made a yeah. huge impact on us. Um, and so, I mean, you know, we, we're just obsessed with the who, um, but, uh, that day, I just remember, um, we drove up the day before and we, uh, we were just having a, we we're just having a fantastic time. It was just, we knew that we were about to do one of the biggest, uh, funnest things of our lives. And, um, I remember walking out on that stage with a, a bottle of wine in my hands and to, we walked out to, I think we walked out to, um, Manish, Manish boy, uh, yep. by muddy waters. Yeah. And, uh, ah. so the, the crowd had like a good kind of oh my sunk God. into that groove. Yes. And I remember the first thing that I, and I had, we all had massive amps, like our amps uh -huh. were bigger than the who's amps, uh, <laughs> their modern amps, which was a, a nice point of pride for us, I'd say. But right. uh, I remember the first thing that I said to the crowd, which was like, you know, 50,000 people, like at that point, it was just like, it was an insane field of people. Mm -hmm. It's the most people I've ever seen in my life. Um, right. And I just said, guys, I'm going to level with you. It's my birthday today. And this is the best day of my life. So let's just have a good time out here and oh, crowd. God. Give us a good uh, roll. Hell yeah. And we did the thing. And Unbelievable. Um, after we played uh, the festival organizers actually surprised me with a, a birthday cake off to the side of the stage. And uh, so we we're I was the struts were playing right after us. And I was uh, we were celebrating and uh, at that time, I was walking back to the dressing room to grab something, and uh, I bumped into uh, Pete Townsend, 
and Roger Daltrey, who we were expressly told we were not going to get to see because they have their own like area. They have their own stage. thing, yeah. But they had wandered out of their area, and uh, I kind of cornered them, and I, like a Beatles fan, I just kind of told right. told them how much I love them. And anyways, they uh, they uh, I asked for a photo with them, and they they obliged, and they obliged. I, I I was freaking out so much that they're both kind of laughing in the photo, and my face is hysterically happy. That's awesome, uh, man. So I mean, it was a pretty pretty good twenty seventh birthday. Epic. Oh, Luke, that's uh, you're just blowing it out of the water. Absolutely. What a great day. Historical day. Yeah, well, we're going to have to beat it with the dirty nail with everything that's coming for you guys. Let's chat about some of the new songs because uh, just uh, great stuff. I mean, we've been jamming to this album all weekend in research. Just uh, your best one yet, if, if humbly, if humbly, if I may say so. Oh, thanks. Let's chat about just a couple of the songs. Um, Doom, Doom Boy. Obviously, you know, you've talked about like the meaning, you know, and, and it's, uh, it's pretty literal and, and the Dutch caravan, but you say, and, and you've spoken in interviews that this is the uh, civilized version of the song, the one that yeah. came out without going into any gory details or whatever, just what kind of like stuff are we talking about with the uncivilized version, you know, for the deluxe set for the 20th edition deluxe set when it comes out in 20 years. Well, the uncivilized version is, I, it sounds, I'd say, more like a, like, a, like a Slayer song in terms of how many more brutal breakdowns and how much more music there is. Like we, right. I mean, I think we typically, you know, we, we had that song, um, we, it was just so much fun. We could have just kept throwing new, uh, you know, thrash parts in it and that's what we did we, there was just parts and parts and parts it was super fun and once we as we were getting once we started playing it live and road testing it and demoing it um it just became clear that i mean I, i'm always really motivated to try and my, my my brain works in kind of a generally speaking a pop structure of yeah uh, couple uh, i i i I never try and stick with it. You know, you try and see where a song goes. Sometimes a song doesn't even have a course. It just does a bunch of things that right. don't repeat. But um, when we can pull off a song with three choruses and two verses and a bridge, I, I yeah. always feel really happy. And then throw out, uh, throw out a crushing doom metal breakdown at the end. I mean, that's mm. a pretty good little yeah. pop song in my books. So It's a, it's, um, it's a total hit, hit song. That's what it is. Absolutely. Thank That's you. great. When you when you when you're putting the finishing touches on that, do you look at your bandmates and do you guys know like that's the first single, or or like do you guys have a gut feeling? It's tough to say. I mean, it's it's it's. Um, I think with every song, just by virtue of our uh, working uh, process, right. At at certain points, I think like this is the one in this batch that's really good, and then like another one will come up, and this one will kind of slide right. from my favor but there was there's there's always some that no matter what happens you kind of you always recognize throughout the whole creative process uh got it this got is an it. important one and doom boy was that doom boy is one of those ones and we I, I you know i think we all had the same feeling about that and you know that's what heaven feels like on the last album nice. which is something that kind of cuts through everything else that you're doing and that you know being honest cuts through what most people are able to do yeah, that's great. I mean, that's great. Another another great song. I mean, there's a bunch of great songs. I could talk about all, all of them, but let's talk about the Blunt Force uh, Concussion because, um, you know, it, first of all, the video is super cool and it's so different from everything you've ever done. 
Is it true though that there was like an allergic medical emergency in the making of this video? Yeah, I, I um, <clears throat> all was going really well until uh, you know <laughs> part of the premise of the video was like, hey guys, let's make a video for the moms. Like, let's make something that yeah, and also something that's not we're not risking you know shrapnel. Uh, <laughs> whiplash, uh, general mayhem. Let's just make something nice and stop making for once. Danger. Yeah, let's take a break from the danger for one second. <laughs> and make something you know easy. Uh, that was the idea, but uh, right, of course, so uh, we're a magnet for mayhem. And uh, I, I pet a horse and I didn't realize I was allergic to one. And uh, unbelievable, my, my face blew up, I started like crying and. I was no longer, it was no longer possible to film my head uh, without uh, it looking like uh, it just, it was, there, there are some shots actually of me after the, cause we weren't, we weren't quite done. So mm. there's one scene, I think it's like the last chorus of the song when it kind of breaks down Yeah. Um, and it's all of us on the ground and I'm singing. And that's when, when we started, we only did one shot of that because that's all I could do. We did one shot in the very beginning. I said to Mitch, like, who is filming it? He does all of our videos. I said, Mitch, does my fate like is I just I feel crazy? Is like, can you see? And he's like, nope, it's all good. And by the end of that 10 second stretch, you can already see like my oh, eyes. Oh, we are have swelling. to check it out. Yeah, you can see it in that in that one. Unbelievable. Stretch. What a but, great um, story. After that, after that was complete, uh, that shot was complete. I just said, All right, sorry, man. That is a wrap. I can't even. I couldn't even see or anything. Unbelievable. But, uh, I think the lesson there is, you know, you, you you guys are what you are, man. You guys are rock. You guys are mayhem. Embrace the universe. Look. It's, it's all you can do. It's all, it's you, can all do. you can do, man. Well, listen, you've been so generous with your time. Uh, before I let you go, uh, I do want to play a little game with you. Indulge me if you don't mind. Let's it's do called, it. It's called Reverse the Verse. And yeah. uh, we're going to play 10 seconds of a few of your songs, two or three of your songs, and see if you recognize them. Are you down? Okay. Yeah, that's cool. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if uh, we can make this technology work. All right. All right. All right. Let's start with the first one, Luke. Okay. Here we go. So 10 seconds, okay? Okay. Is it uh, Elvis 77? Yes. Ding, ding. Wow. Look at that. You know your music. You'd be heard, surprised how many artists come in here and they don't know their songs. It, the the giveaway was uh, the clip at the very uh, beginning, which is at the beginning, at the end of the song of uh, uh, one of our guitar gotcha. guys uh, who left a very funny message on my answering machine for my birthday. Oh my god! All right, let's go with the next one. Hold on. All right. Here we go. Ten seconds. Bump force concussion. Talk to me. Yes, two for two. Amazing. Amazing. Look at you. All right. One more for All the right. trifecta, for the perfect score. <laughs> All right. 10 seconds. Here we go. Hell 
Is it that's what heaven feels like? Yes. Uh, yes, it, it is. All right. Nice. Three for three. You got the high score, Luke. All right on. It, sh awesome. it shows you how much I love myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty I'm just good. Kidding. That's pretty I hate good. Myself, <laughs> no, no, dude. Well, listen. I mean, what a great time, dude. We we loved having you. What a great album you guys unleashed. Thank you so much for your time, man. Well, thank you so much for having me, and it was it was a pleasure. And I really appreciate your questions. I've not been asked those questions before, so thank you very well, much. Absolutely, and and listen, you you're one of these bands that like as soon as this is over, and I feel like we're turning the curve, even though it sucks right now you guys are going to just like you guys are just going to kill it so we can't wait to see that so well, well thank you so much and uh here's hoping towards making uh making this whole thing wrap up as soon as possible eh absolutely take care yeah you too thank you, you. bye-bye cheers you've been listening to j-rod concerts the podcast with jamie rodriguez